Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Political Panda Program. Bit of a later-in-the-day show today. I had a few external stuff that sort of made me delay this show all the way until late into the afternoon. If you want to know exactly when I recorded this, it's at 2.13 p.m. Just to let you know when this show was recorded. Just to really show you how long it took to get here. Keep in mind that the normal, normally the show comes out what, like, at around noon to one in there. It's now an hour after that, so really, really sorry about that. I was not expecting the thing that I had for an appointment today to take me as long, or take as long as it did, but nevertheless... We still, no matter what, have plenty of news to talk about. We will be, of course, touching on some uh, new uh, bit of a case that I'm going to make for why we need some reform in a certain place of the country. Uh, White House talks about the racism out in the L.A. Council, points the finger, uh, talk about some compassionate, real compassion shown by the Senate Democrat candidate uh, out in Georgia, Talk about Fetterman, we will be, of course, talking about Biden on CNN yesterday, and as well, we'll be going into uh, some other stuff, talk about PayPal some more, and we'll finish off today with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson giving his little in and out on uh, Top Gun Maverick and why, in one of the areas, in one of the stunts, he should be dead. Anyway, here we are, so... Of course, today on the show, we always have our fantastical opening clip, and that, of course, comes to us from the great Veep Thoughts herself, Kamala Harris. Let's roll it. But, I mean, truly, when you, you know, when you see our kids, and I truly believe that they are our children, they are the children of our country, of our communities, I, I mean, our future is really bright if we, if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis. No, I think I'm good. You know what I want you to prioritize? Not ruining the fucking economy. That's what I want you to prioritize. Prioritize not ruining the fucking comedy, uh, economy. Stop ruining, you know, kids' minds with your sexual pedo groomer nonsense. Like, I, I don't need kids, I, like, as a kid, I don't need you to come in and start talking about sex and all this weird stuff to children, because that's just fucking gross, okay? I, I'm sorry, but that's a little too pedo for my taste, and I am a severe anti-pedo, which is weird to say that is a position that I have to take now. I, I, I genuinely thought that we were all, you know, on the same page about being, you know... Anti, 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 uh, pedo, but you know, I guess, I, I guess that's just not the case anymore with the way things are. I guess. So, starting out today's show, uh, so some new stuff comes out from the FBI's Uniform Crime Report. And, well, you know, I think it really proves. You know, a lot of the times, whenever, you know, a shooting happens, we hear the, the first thing that really comes out, we need common sense gun reform. Well, I'm here to tell you, we need common sense knife reform, okay? We just, we need common sense knife reform. As it's shown here that the UCR shows that 447 people were killed with rifles, while 1,035 people were killed with knives or other cutting instruments. This is all, of course, from 2021. So that's you know, you're you're. These are not just. There's so many people just out there getting stabbed. It's over two times that of rifles, you know, guns. You know, obviously they're extremely dangerous according to the left. And you know what? I would say to them, knives are extremely dangerous too. You know, we need to get the knives off the streets. Get the knives out of the kitchen. Okay, we need to ban kitchen knives. Ban knives, make them as dull as possible. Okay, they are too sharp. They are too dangerous for the average American. What, what does an American need a knife for? Okay, what does an American need a knife for? 
what to cut your food just just use a fork choose that blunt side of a fork to just keep trying to cut it or maybe we just need to make knives so dull that you have to just slam on your plate to get it through okay we we just we can't be having all of these just absolute stabbers out there okay these crazed maniacs out there with their knives or you know what every time you get a very like dangerously sharp knife we need to put like a stamp on it with like when you buy it so that we buy that knife it's registered in your name so that when we find the knife as a murder weapon then you know we can link it right back to you and we'll know you did it you know nothing could go wrong there nothing um, so, yes, very much. Uh, I, I think immediately our Congress needs to be working very fast to overall get common sense knife reform in the U.S. I, it is heartbreaking as not another person. You know, they always say we need to stop gun violence. We need to stop knife violence, okay? Knife violence is tearing American communities, families, and children apart, and stabbing them in the back. And you know what? If they don't pass common sense gun or not gun reform, but knife reform, then they're stabbing not only not only themselves in the back, but the American people in the back. Okay? It is time. It's been too long. It's been too long. Big knife, big knife has been causing too many deaths. Okay, we need to go off big knife. Okay? Big knife is scary. They're, they're practically a terrorist organization at this point. For legal reasons, that's a joke. Uh, anyway, but they're so, they're so scary. Too many knives. Too many cutting tools. You know, it, it's ridiculous. Okay, and this goes back even a few more years. Even back in 2019, 1,500 deaths from knives and cutting instruments. Very dangerous. Very, very, very dangerous. Clearly, we need... We've been need in need of common sense knife reform for a very long time. And the fact that our, our politicians haven't done it really just proves to me more and more that they just, they do not care about American families getting stabbed in the back. You know, personally, I think we need to take to the streets, okay? We need to take to the streets over this knife crime, okay? Too many people are getting stabbed every day. We need a stop to this. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. I'm glad that you could all learn that we need some common sense knife reform. Speaking of dumbass, uh, um, so obviously we talked yesterday about the audio recording that came out of, of course, the L.A. City Council president yesterday for making racist remarks. Well, the question was asked about it to Green Jean-Pierre, and this is what she had to say. City Council with Nuri Martinez and the leaked recording of her using racist remarks to describe uh, a colleague's black son. Uh, she said today she's taking a leave of absence, uh, but there are others, uh, Senator Padilla, Mayor Garcetti, who have called for her to resign. Has the president followed this? Does he have a reaction to yes, what's going on? Yes, he's followed this. Uh, spoke to him about it uh, yesterday. Uh, look, the president is glad to see that one of the participants in that conversation has resigned, uh, but they all should. He believes that they all should resign. The language that was used and tolerated during that conversation was unacceptable, and it was appalling. Uh, they should all step down. And here's the difference between Democrats and, and MAGA Republicans. When a Democrat says something racist or anti-Semitic, we, we, we hold them, we hold Democrats accountable. When a MAGA Republican says something uh, racist and, or anti-Semitic, they are embraced by cheering crowds and become celebrated and sought after endorsements. Senator Tuberville, let's not forget, this just happened, uh, saying black people uh, commit crimes. Dog Mastriano. Okay, pause, pause. I, I didn't know that saying that black people commit crimes is a racist statement. Then, then, Kareen, I'm I'm gonna need you to explain to me. Then, what what exactly is it that they're doing, huh? What what is it? What is it that they're doing? Like, Kareen, I I need you to be serious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never heard someone sound so genuinely stupid in my life. 
She just said, and I quote, a statement like, black people commit crimes is a racist statement now. I, I had no idea. Did anybody else have any idea that saying that about 13% of the population commits 50% of the crime in the country is a racist statement now? Because you're a racist if you even said that, I guess. According to the White House, saying that black people in this country commit crimes, just commit crimes, not even saying what I just said of an actual statistical fact from actual, you know, crime statistics. No, just saying that black people commit crimes is an absolute racist term. Got it. Attacking his opponent in Pennsylvania governor's race for sending his children to a Jewish day school. The president used to say, and, and I'll quote the president right now, quote, hate never goes away, it only hides. But lately, it's just one in the, it's one in the open at these extreme MAGA rallies. It's just... Okay, got it. So, hate's really bad, but also, we hate those MAGA Republicans. They're just so... They're just so racist and evil and racist. Did we mention they're racist? They're Nazis. They're homophobes. They don't like that. They don't like this. And we don't like them. And they should be ousted and removed. And they're always illegal. And they're not supporter of our democracy. And they're fascist. And they want to control everyone. And women especially. They're going to make us a handmaid's tale. Ah, uh, this, uh, it's just shut the fuck up. Holy fuck. It's, it's downright ridiculous, eh? Fucking became slightly Australian for a second. It's ridiculous. The idea that these finger pointing is ridiculous. The question was about the LA County person. Yeah, we, we, when someone gets called out for this, yeah, no, bullshit. Bullshit. Plenty of racist people of the Democratic Party are still around and still will be. And no matter how many times they're called out, they will still remain. As soon as a Republican gets, gets gets talked about for even the slightest bit of racism, you just said that black, just saying that black people committing crimes is a racist statement. So therefore, therefore, basically every Republican is considered a racist then. I guarantee you most Republicans have probably, you know, said that, yeah, black people have committed crimes. That's a racist statement now. A lot of Democrats are all racist now, too, I guess, from this very, very White House press secretary. What a shit job she does. Oh, pardon me. It's just out in the open at these extreme MAGA rallies, end quote. Yeah, okay. Okay, Kareem. Okay. Uh, it seems like Jen Psaki really did a good job on, on leaving leaving that one. Well, taking it a little bit south of D.C., where Biden hobbles to his to his bedside, where hopefully Green will hopefully be there with a nice bottle of Ensure. Uh, down in down in Georgia, the current Senate uh, candidate and uh, Raphael Warnock, who is apparently a, a preacher. I guess at a at a church, I I didn't even really know. So unemployment benefits had it have expired. Rent is due today, and many Georgia families are at risk of evic of eviction. In the middle of a pandemic, uh, Senator Raphael Warnock wrote in, uh, wrote in a tweet on August twentieth or August twenty twenty, uh. Charging that by failing to act, his political opponents were clearly only concerned with serving their own interest. Maybe a good political rhetoric, but Warnock's Ebenezer Baptist Church, where the senator uh, serves as pastor, drawing a salary as a generous seven seven thousand four hundred and seventeen uh, monthly housing allowance, has moved to evict disadvantaged residents from an apartment building it owns. One of whom. It, it tried to push out on account of a merely twenty-eight fifty-five in past due rent. The church is ninety-nine percent owner of the Columbia Tower at MLK Village in downtown Atlanta, according to documents obtained. Uh, 
It which describes the building as a home for chronically homeless and those with mental disabilities. Dozen eviction lawsuits were filed against Columbia Tower residents over the course of the COVID pandemic. Uh, first one in 2020, second, or most recently in September of 2022. The total sum past due rent cited in a lawsuit is just 4900 a figure that could have been covered by one of Warnock's monthly housing stipends from the church. Uh, the lawsuit filed was were filed by the Baptist Church partner uh, business partner Columbia, Columbia Residential, the one percent owner of the building, which manages its day to day operations. The revelations threatened to undermine Warnock's efforts to cast himself as an ally of struggling, working uh, Georgians working to meet rent in the face of the pandemic era challengers. Yeah, not not great, not not great. Uh, according to a actual thing, and I quote from a person who lives at the actual tower, they treat me like a piece of shit. They're not passionate at all. Philip White, a 69-year-old African-American who says he served in Vietnam and received an eviction notice on the 20th of September for failure to meet a $192 rent payment, it was Columbia's, uh, Columbia's Tower's second attempt to evict White, who received his first eviction notice in September of 2021 for $179 and passed to rent. The case was dropped after White paid up and plus an additional $325 in fees. So, yeah. Not, <coughs> not a great look for someone who's so-called compassionate and a pastor. To me, it's always ironic when there's a person like this who's a pastor of like a Baptist church and everything. You know, it always just it makes it ironic to me because he's a big supporter of abortion and a Baptist church is, I believe, Christian. And, you know, normally Christians are very much, you know, against abortion. So it always just amazes me when you have someone like this who's a claimed, you know, sort of pastor. But then you have, you know, something something like this, you know, it, Man, he's so so compassionate, so helpful to his neighbors by really really doing really doing some absolute ridiculous stuff there. Um whew, man. Please, Herschel Walker, win. Okay, stop screwing around and let's get him out of there, okay? Moving back up a bit more north though. Uh so Fetterman. Okay. This guy, if he wins, okay, not even, I, I titled this sort of in the, in sort of the description with all the articles, if he wins, uh, we as a nation are screwed. And what I mean by that is, I, I want to sort of put out a thing. Okay, so there's a interview that Fetterman did with MSNBC, or I guess, yes, yesterday, or with NBC News, where he's sitting down with one-on-one uh, -on -one with, I believe the person's name is Burns, in which he had a computer monitor to help him as he was because of the difficulties with his health. And so it, it is crazy to me, crazy, that that this, this person, who keep in mind that has a stroke, and it's not meant to be a joke or any play on him, it, it's just... It, it, it's just... It's terrifying that this person who can barely speak literally was at a stage event uh, a few weeks ago and said that eagles are greater than eagles because he's genuinely brain dead. If, if that's who Pennsylvania voters have voted for, if that's who they decide to vote for, then all I have to say about America at this point is that we're done. We're done. We've passed the hill of no return. Okay, there is no point in trying after that point. Because it just shows that we're on the point of just straight up giving up. We can't be bothered to pick, you know, candidates that are fully with us and alive. You know, I think Joe Biden was really the start of that. But if it just keeps going with Fetterman, then I think it really shows that either A, the Republican candidate, Dr. Oz, is so shit as a candidate that he physically can't beat a man who can barely speak properly and has to use a computer to properly answer and understand questions, or 
that we're a society that has just crumbled and fallen down and that we will just be off the map. There's no point. We might as well just launch our nukes up into the air and launch them back at ourselves. If this is the kind of person we're going to elect. It's ridiculous. Is this really who we want in the Senate for the next six years over in Pennsylvania? Is that really what Pennsylvanians want? Is that really? Really? Here, I'll, I'll, play, I'll play you just a small clip about whether he's committed to showing up to debate Dr. Oz on October 25th. Are you committed to showing up on October 25th to debate your opponent no matter what happens? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not concerned. Uh, I believe that's another opportunity to be transparent and people can make their own decisions uh, you know, during the debate. Sorry, to clarify, are, are you committed to showing up on October 25th no matter what, no matter what your opponent says or does? Well, yeah, of course I'm going to show up on the 25th. He literally didn't hear her properly on the question. Keep in mind, he's reading off of an actual computer, okay? There's a full-on clip where you can... I'm not going to really, you know, play it too too much, okay? I'm going to... I'm like... In, so, in the clip, in the clip, you know, she sits down one-on-one. -on -one, and so, in the clip, you know, if you want to, you can go and see it yourself. But in the clip, he is reading off of a fucking... Apple computer, like, screen, like, an actual, like, a, the current-gen, like, iMac, basically, I believe it is, and it's all being transcribed below as she's talking, and that's how he's trying to answer the questions. It's not that, it, it, it is delusion. I mean, it, it, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it is incredible. Like, I would, if I were sitting down with him, I would look him straight in the eye and go, do you think you can be in the Senate? Like, he is mental, he is, his mental faculties are not there. He is just not, not destined to be in that kind of office. It is crazy. It is crazy. Crazy that that, that is to who they nominated for the Senate. Senate. And I bet, you know, he he's not only, not only is his faculties not there, he is a hardcore socialist. Hardcore. He could, he could almost practically be a communist at this point. He wants to let out most prisoners out of jail. Those who have even committed second degree murder, by the way. He is a wild, wild man. And I, I can't believe that this is where we are. We're about to let, we might, the people of Pennsylvania, this November, in approximately, what? Like, one, two, three, four, four weeks. So less than four weeks from now, as of yesterday, less than four weeks to go. So like a whole month, less than a whole month now, about like 29 days until the election. And there's a chance that in Pennsylvania, a man who has suffered a stroke and his faculties have all not returned yet, could end up in the Senate for the next six years, who is a radical socialist that wants to completely let out so many people out of jail. And this... This is where we are? A, a man who's reading off of an iMac and trying to answer questions and doesn't hear the question properly first the first time, so it's like he doesn't even fully know what to actually do properly. That's where we are, people. That's where we are. If you think Joe Biden gas are bad, you ain't seen nothing until if he gets in there. You ain't seen nothing yet. Well, it seems things for the economy are about to take a real sharp turn, as obviously Biden and them uh, and the Biden admin team have, of course, tried to, to hide their uh, overall, you know, terrible, terrible fucking policies on the economy to, of course, uh, with the, saying, well, the, the jobs are just so great, you know, there's so many open jobs, so many... So many opportunities, so much stuff going on, and yeah, that's true, I, I'll get, you know, that's fine, but usually in a thing where we're already in a recession right now, we've already gone through two consecutive quarters of 
negative GDP growth. And so you might be asking yourself, well, uh, I mean, so the job market is finally about to get that sort of kick in the butt as, well, there is now an expectation that the economy is about to shed 175,000 jobs a month soon. That's that, that's that's not that's not just me saying that the Federal Reserve's fight to squash inflation will cause the US, U.S. economy to start losing tens of thousands of jobs a month beginning early next year. Uh, although the job market remains surprisingly strong in September, the Fed is working hard to change that by aggressively raising interest rates to ease demand for everything from cars, homes, to appliances. The pace of job growth is especially to be roughly cut in half during the fourth quarter of this year. As pressure from the Fed's war on inflation builds, non-farm payrolls will begin shrinking early next year, translating to a loss of 175,000 jobs a month during the first quarter, the bank said. Uh, and as well, they suggest job losses will continue through much of 2023. The premise is harder is a harder landing rather than a softer one. So, yeah, not great. Not, not great, people. We are about to see some absolute scary times ahead. And that's why it is important to please, please get out there, go and vote on November 8th. Make your voice heard that you want this ship turned the fuck around, okay? I have another story for you after, after a few more in which... There's even another thing where we continue down this great reset rabbit hole, and the more that that shit continues, the more that this car can no longer go off that track. We need this car to back the fuck up and go on to the right track. So, hope you have something stable now. So, please, please get out there November 8th and let your voice be fucking heard. So, this came out... Uh, just just yesterday and talked about it a little bit more earlier. So, out in Cincinnati, a self-identified incel has pled guilty to attempting to conduct a mass shooting of women with, Ill with illegally possessing a machine gun. The man, 21, of Hillsborough, Ohio, allegedly applauded a to commit a hate crime, namely a plan to shoot women at the university at a university in Ohio. The man identified as an incel, and basically, if you don't know what an incel is, they're involuntarily celibate, which means they mainly harbor anger towards women. Incels advocate for violence in support of their, bre uh, their belief that women unjustly deny them sexual or romantic attention, which they believe they are entitled to. So basically, they're just stupid, obviously. And that they obviously are not just stupid, but they need mental health. And there are plenty of people out there like Jordan Peterson that I'd point them to to hopefully send them on a better journey. In one post, the man allegedly detailed spraying some foids and couples with orange juice and a water gun. Uh, the man is an incel uh, term short for feminoids, referring to a woman according to the char uh, charging document. He compared his extremely empowering action to similar conduct known by... Uh, known by known incel other person who in May 2014 uh, killed six people and injured 14 others, including shooting individuals outside of the University of California, Santa Barbara sorority house prior to the mass attack. The man shot a group of college students with orange juice and water gun. He wrote a manifesto saying he would slaughter women out of hatred, jealousy, and revenge, referring to death as the great equalizer. As part of the investigation, law enforcement agents discovered the notes of him and that indicated he and to aim big for a kill count of 3,000 people. Yeah, that's not happening, buddy, especially on your own. Uh, with a reference to the same date as the attack that the previous one did in 2014 and intended to attend a military training, investigation revealed that the day he wrote his manifesto, he searched online for sororities and a university in Ohio. Alleged in 2019, he purchased tactical gloves, bulletproof vests, a bunch of other stuff, 
and two Glock magazines and a, and a 9mm Glock 17 clip, holster clip, and carry for the Glock. Really? You owe me and a Bowie knife? Dude, how many people do you think you're going to kill with a Glock? It's a Glock. I mean, I guess it actually should work. Uh, he attended Army basic training in Georgia from August through December. He was discharged for entry-level performance and conduct. He wrote a document entitled Isolated, then described the writings of a deluded homo of and homicidal. Uh, he then signed the document. Your hopeful friend and murderer, Jesus Christ. That sounds like someone definitely needed some mental health. Then, of course, yeah, they fully ended up getting him. He was then charged with one count of attempting to commit a hate crime and one count of illegally possessing a handgun, or a machine gun, I should say, and was punishable up to life imprisonment. The machine gun charge is punishable up to 10 years in prison. So, yes, he is going to, of course plead guilty to it so yeah yeah this is going to start becoming all too common as there are a lot of incels out there Be due to the fact that a lot of men are very much lonely feel like women's standards are too high and so it leads them into these groups and not getting the actual help that they need so it truly is disheartening, but it is just sort of the way things are here in our nation. And this is still a thing around the world, just different ways people handle themselves. But it is something that I think definitely as a sort of country we need to start thinking about a bit more. The more we start keep on saying that we, of women, that we hate men, men are pigs, all this stuff. The more you keep saying that, the more you're going to cause a lot more of these men to start joining more of these, you know, sort of societies of absolute, you know, women hate. And when that keeps continuing, you're going to lead to more and more stuff like this as a whole. So hopefully we can, of course, help bring a sort of end to all of that. Well, Biden was, of course, on with... Jake Tapper from CNN yesterday, and, well, uh, so Jake Tapper asked him, should the American people prepare for a recession, and here is what Biden had to say. Should the American people prepare for a recession? No. Look, they've been saying this now how every, every six months they say this. Every six months they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't, there, there has, there is no... There's no guarantee that they're going to be. I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly. We'll Should the American people prepare? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. We've been in a recession already, and I think things are going to get even worse. Uh, of course, it even continued uh, getting into whether or not uh, about the whole Hunter Biden situation and whether they have enough to prosecute. Uh, Hunter Biden, and here was, of course, Joe on that. Our reporting, CNN's reporting, and the Washington Post reporting suggests that prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son, Hunter, uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, personally and politically, um, how do you react to that? Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on... Uh, uh, like many families have had happen, hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is, um, uh, I'm confident that he is, what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, and, uh, for example, he wrote a book about his problems and was straightforward about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but turns out that when he made my application to purchase a, a gun. What happened was he said, I guess you get asked, I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on drugs, you use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I, 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 have, I have great confidence in my son. I love him and uh, he's on a straight and narrow and he has been for a couple of years now and I'm just so proud of him. Oh, well, I'm glad you could be proud of your absolutely corrupt, uh, corrupt son. 
so so proud so 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 proud of your son committing a crime good uh good job so proud so so proud of course biden of course will finish off with the last clip that i have is uh on on uh sort of age questions you may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just, it's, it's a matter of, can you do the job? And I believe I can do the job. I've been able to do the job. I've got yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, you can't do the job. You haven't done a good job. Uh, let's see, exactly as well, uh, as well, you haven't done a good job on anything. Most people in America don't like what you've done to anything. And that your overall, your overall polling is does not back you up in any shape of the form. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna gonna go with a no on that one. I don't. I I don't think so. Well, so I told you we'd come back to some of the things that need to stop right now, and we need to turn back around. So this was announced a little bit ago, and I've heard about it, but I now finally got something on it. So the Federal Reserve Board has announced that six of the nation's largest banks will participate in a climate scenario analysis exercise. So... This is designed to enhance the ability of supervisors and firms to measure and manage climate-related financial risk. So the pilot exercise will be launched early next year and is expected to conclude around the end of next year. At the beginning of the exercise, the board will publish details of climate, economic, and financial variables that make up different uh, make up climate scenario narratives. Other banks in the pilot exercise are, and I quote, or and I put out, Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo. In the coming months, the board will provide additional details of how the exercise will be conducted. The scenario that will be used in the pilot, according to the Federal Reserve's official government website, uh, this pilot program is big for the Fed and is really about a social credit system. Disguised as climate economics, the Federal Reserve has taken a major step in the direction of facilitating an ESG monetary network that effectively acts as a parallel system to the Chinese Communist Party's social credit scoring system. Basically, in other words, the Fed is working with the big banks to monitor their ability to comply with ruling classes' preferred status fucking technocratic. It's basically, you know what, words can't hurt me anymore, okay? I'm just going to put it bluntly. So over in China, when you do different things, it affects your social credit score. This score allows you to get on public transportation, buy certain items, go certain places. It's very much a thing that you want to have good things about. And so if you say bad things about, you know, the government, well, your score can go down. You're not saying a good enough things about climate change, your score could go down. You're not supporting the latest BLM-style movement, your score goes down. What do you mean you don't like supporting abortion? Score goes down. You're putting out misinformation about the new disease. Your score goes down. Oh, you wanted to go on that trip somewhere? Sorry, you don't have a high enough score to go on the trip. Oh, you have plenty of money to do it, but, you know, we, we can't do that. Because, you know, your score's not high enough. Your overall, they're overall trying to turn everybody into a new social credit system to make sure the enslavement is permanent to all of us. For everyone and everyone, I hope you enjoyed your freedoms while they lasted, because if this is to go fully through with everyone, it will be the end of the road. There will be nothing more we can really do besides start a massive revolution. That's not a call to arms, no nothing. That is basically letting you know that once these people get to this point of monitoring, there really isn't much more that we can do. So, basically, if you don't want to have any say into your life at all and that you're fine being a slave, then that's fine. 
But if you'd like to be able to, you know, do, say, and be able to enjoy your life and maybe even live a quiet life without really having to do much of anything, then, uh, yeah, I would say stand up and fight against this, as it will be hopefully something that a future you will thank you later on. Well, so, the Washington Post has uh, put out a thing of what will happen if Trump wins again. Experts help us game it out. It's January 20th, 2025, Inauguration Day. President-elect raises his hand and begins to rece recite the oath. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. It's an anti-Trumpers nightmare, but it could happen. 47% of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents want Trump to be the nominee in 2024, according to a recent Washington poll, Washington and ABC poll. And if Trump and Joe Biden are contenders, Trump now early, narrowly edges Biden 48 to 46 among registered voters, albeit within the poll's margin of error. Well... Exactly. What what is the whole what is the whole phase? So there's a three phases. Trump seizes control of the government and installs super loyalist. Among the first things he'll do in the initial hours of the presidency would be to fire FBI director Christopher Ray, purge the FBI. That actually be a good thing for the FBI at this point. A literal literal agency that has been always stretching past its limits ever since it was founded over a hundred years ago now. A uh, senior fellow in global democracy at the Freeman's Blakely Institute for International Studies. Jesus Christ, fucking make your stupid-ass institute not sound stupid. Uh, he's been thinking about writing the aliens in America. Trump would then set about trying to politicize the FBI. You mean like it has been for... You know, ne never mind. I mean, 30 to appoint the senior ranks at the NSC. So you could see uh, Michael Finn, who was pardoned by Trump after pleading guilty to lying to the FBI. The National Security Advisor, again, of somebody who would not represent any of the precedents. Remember, in efforts to rein in Trump's more authoritarian, authoritarian impulses and instincts. And interesting. Interesting. Oh. You, and you just smell the fascism from here. I'm... Oh. 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 Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, he'll govern. He'll govern without Senate advice and consent. Oh, no. He'll create a MAGA civil service. Oh, man. Phase 2, Trump deploys the military aggressively at home while retreating abroad. <gasps> what? Once Trump has centralized power through the cadres of vetted loyalists across the government, what will he do with it? He, he told us in speeches over the past several months, some of his proposals, if he decides to run, execute drug dealers, good, uh, move people, uh, move homeless people to tent cities, eliminate education department, good, remove it, yes, Restrict voting to one day using paper ballots, but there could be much more. Included profound shifts in military and foreign policy. <gasps> you mean we'll actually have good ones? Oh my god. And a good, actual good military again? Oh my goodness gracious. What a, what a revelation. They use the military to promote his own political power. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You people are the most stupid. The global series finished. Much to Putin's delight. Yeah, that's just not true. I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a story out of hung hung Hungary they, where the Prime Minister wants literally Donald Trump to be the person to negotiate between Ukraine and Russia. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, you know, when Trump was in office, we didn't have to worry about an invasion of Ukraine. I I'm just, just saying. Intelligence work is harmed. Political violence and democratic collapse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're already there with people of, you know, you. The bonds and the bind that, that the union loosen. Uh, I mean, 
you know, sure, you know, sure, chances for civil war increase, I mean, they already have been. I, I, I just, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying that 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 is crazy. That is crazy. There's so much of it that I didn't read that I just kind of gave you the cliff notes of just absolute just craziness. These people have Trump derangement syndrome out the ass. Okay, COVID. Yeah, you thought COVID was bad? No, no, no. TDS is the biggest effector of all Democrats. I swear. They literally, Trump, <laughs> I swear to you, Trump became more of the most, like, Democrat style of, like, like leading presidents in a while. In terms of being more conservative than people originally thought, improving to a lot of more Republicans that he would lead conservatively than they, you know, overthought. I would say that he very much had a very fascistic sort of intake at the sort of start of his campaign, but over time, I would say that fascism tended to actually sort of wane, and that he tried to become a bit more of, you know, a better overall, you know, I guess, how would you put it, more of a overall better presidential type figure. I mean, he's still terrible at being a presidential type figure. He's never really been that way in terms of his rhetoric, in terms of, you know, him just tweeting and doing whatever he kind of wants. But in the most part, on foreign policy and everything, he was doing a fantastic job. Our economy was in the best shape it's ever been. And truly, I just, I don't, I don't see, I just don't see what he, what this author is saying being, some of it being even remotely true. Some of it I could see happening, but for a lot of it, I just do not see it happening. Well, if you need more proof that that the overall grooming of children is an epidemic on the school system, well, I will like to point you down to the Montgomery County Public Schools has gathered data from the from forms school counselors fill out where students approach them to talk about gender identity issues because them rely on self-reporting their near a seven-fold increase from 2019 to 2022. How much of an increase is that? This is over in Maryland's largest public school district, by the way. How, how much of a number do you think that is? It is a 582% increase of the number of kids identifying as gender non-conforming in just two years. Two. Two years. So, during the 2021 school year, the total number of students reporting uh, gender nonconformity spiked to 239, 18 elementary, 129 middle schoolers, and 92 high schoolers. The data states that 423 students filled out the form with the counselor, and 45% of the students are considered non-binary. Data was collected across 20 schools, including 20 elementary schools. That is absolutely ridiculous. It's it's, But it's not an epidemic. It's not an epidemic that we're causing and that we're not sexualizing children. No, we're not doing any of those things. We would never do any of those things because that, that's bad. Nope, nope. We would never sexualize children. We would never expose things to them at too young of an age. We would never do such a thing. And then all of a sudden, 582% is not a normal number, by the way. That is not normal of anything. That's it's not that's almost pandemic levels of infection, basically. There is an epidemic that is taking over our schools and it needs to stop. It needs to stop. There is no reason for any of that to continue anymore. So, this woman is a former teacher, but she is now turned into an OnlyFans model. 
because of course she has. Uh, and that she is now pregnant with a former student's baby and wants to auction off her body for surrogacy to mass-produce pretty babies. Uh, she's out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and has a very unconventional school or career path, I should say. She started off as a high school teacher and then uh, then began moonlighting as an, an erotic OnlyFans model, and now she wants to auction off her body for surrogacy to, in her words, mass-produce pretty babies. She is off to a good start, as she already has two children, presumably with her ex-husband Theodore, and is expecting a new baby soon with a former student, though she reportedly met the unnamed former student while he was still a minor. He is now 22 of the summer. The two reconnected at a bar, had a one-night stand, and she became pregnant. As a result, when she told him the news, uh, informed him that she could raise the child on her own, and he allegedly agreed to... So wait, hold on, hold on. This woman just loves, I guess, to be a single mom. She told him, the per the former student, that she would raise the kid on her own, and he apparently agreed. You know what? Jesus Christ, what the fuck am I reading? Apparently, she advocates for positive eugenics. Oh, God. And she can continue this line of work to help improve the aesthetics of the gene pool. I think the world would be a better place if people were better looking and had my genes. Jesus Christ. I'll definitely pass down my amazing eyes, hair, strong face features, high metabolism, and intelligence. You just really like taking dick, girl. <laughs> I mean, believe me, she's not bad looking by any any mean, but I'm... I'm just saying, she isn't, you know, like, she isn't, I, I, I'm giving her a 7 on, on my scale. Just, just putting it out there, I'm putting a 7. Uh, she claims that she regularly gets requests from men, married and single light, to carry their children, and so armed with confidence, she is determined to put her body up for auction and offer it to the highest bidder. bidder. Uh, she has some thought into the business model. She believes that she can conceive and carry up to 25 children. I want to carry lots of babies, but no more than 25 in total. That would be my limit. But it would get the ball rolling. With medical interference, I could potentially have quintuplet or quadruplets at some point. Though the income such a profession would generate may remain a consideration, she claimed that she's not motivated by money. I'm not sure how much I would make, but it's not about the financial aspect. I just want the world to be a better place, she insisted, and has reportedly made over 22000 a month throughout her OnlyFans, throughout her uh, latest pregnancy. Okay, hold on. Let's let's do some math. So 22000 times 12 is about $264,000 a year. Self-described Catholic. Oh, I don't even know how you can even say that to yourself. And Homewrecker, who claims to have sexual relationships exclusively with married men, is not particular about protective of fathers who might bid her for her surrogacy services. It doesn't matter if the man's ugly, the baby will be beautiful if I'm its mother. Jesus Christ. Please come back. Holy fuck. <laughs> this woman is so delusional. She thinks that just because of her genes in no matter who you are, that baby is going to come out looking like Brad Pitt, I guess. That baby is going to start looking like her. It's going to be fab. It's going to be gorge. That kid is going to be absolutely the king or queen of something, and they're going to slay, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, man. I do not understand how we, the delusion continues, people. The delusion continues. Well, so PayPal obviously, uh, obviously has been in the news a lot. And, well, so it seems that... So there's apparently... It says it won't fine users up to 2500 for misinformation, but it will fine them for intolerance. 
That, that's right. So, yeah, apparently, even though you, you could, you know, your account could be, you know, taken or be fined for not, you know, not for your whole misinformation stuff. It's now if you're intolerant is the new thing. My goodness, my goodness. PayPal continues to crash and burn itself into the ground. Believe me, I, I don't get these companies. I really don't. How hard is it to shut the fuck up and keep your mouth shut on different things? I really don't understand. If you want to get political, it's fine. But for PayPal for so long, they've been this just very much company of just, you know, not being the most, you know, they'll be political, but, you know, it's never been to the point of this bad. And now they just can't seem to keep their mouth shut. And now they're just dropping balls everywhere and just spilling everything out of the bag and that they just can't help themselves, I guess. It's absolutely ridiculous that this, I mean, seriously, think of like one of the most popular, you know, sort of, I guess, what, like, I guess, alternative payment things. PayPal's probably up there. And now look where PayPal's falling. It's falling all the way down to being just a massive censorship for anybody who doesn't think the same way they do, I guess. What a fun time to be alive. It truly is. Well, up in Canada, obviously, there is the made legal assisted suicide. And, well, it seems to be on the rise. So, on September 7th, uh, Margaret Marcella called Joshua Tepper, the doctor who planned to kill her son. Marcella is 46. She lives outside of Toronto with her husband and daughter, a nursing student she had known that her 23-year-old son was depressed. He was diabetic, had lost his vision in one eye, and he didn't have a job, girlfriend, or much of a future. So I'll ask her daughter to log on to his account, given uh, so that she could help him with his email. He never shared anything with his mom, uh, what he was thinking, where he was going, and Marcella was scared. That's when Marcella learned that Keanu had applied and in late July had been improved for medical assistance in dying, a.k.a. M-A-I-D, a.k.a. also assisted suicide, and his death was scheduled for September 22nd, which is already passed by the time of this being written. In a September 7th email, the doctor, uh, to the doctor, the executive director at the facility where his death would take place. He emailed, I'm confirming the following timing. Please arrive at 8.30 a.m. and ask for the nurse at 8.45 and I will start the procedure at around 9. The procedure will be completed in a few minutes after it starts. The procedure in, is a, basically it's done with two drugs, a coma-inducing agent and then a neuromuscular blocker that would stop him from breathing and he would be dead in 5 to 10 minutes. Apparently he wanted to bring his dog with him and that dogs are welcome in the space as long as there is someone there who will be responsible for them during the time the MID is basically, you know, done. Of course, the mom is very much terrified that she tried to do everything for her son but had been, but it had been rough for him. His dad had gotten divorced when he was still a kid. On his 16th birthday, he had been given a BMW when he was 17. He had been in a bad car accident. He wasn't up to college. He smoked a ton of weed. He lived with his dad, and then with his mom, and now with his sister and Keanu's aunt. Or Keanu? I don't know, man. And wherever he went, whatever he did, he was unhappy. Going blind in his left eye this past April was the tipping point. The day after she discovered the email, Marcella Carl Tepper, she pretended to be a MID applicant. She called herself Joanna and said that she wanted to go through the whole process and go through the whole process from A to Z for the Christmas holidays, if you know what I mean. And that he understood. 
Sounding a matter of fact, she ran through a list of requirements. You have to be over 18, have a OHIP, which is a Ontario Health Insurance Plan. You have to be suff uh, you have to be suffering that can't be remedied or treated in some way that's acceptable to you. What? What the fuck? I mean, that, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, this is, this is just crazy. So, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not going to read all this because this is really long. But this seems very much sort of, you know, we tried everything. Now it's just time to, you know, throw in the towel, give up, stop living life. You know, we try not to make anybody anybody happy anymore yeah you know it, but now it seems to be just for you know with this becoming legal and that wording is not not great because the idea behind it is the treatment has to be good enough and acceptable for you so even though you could be treated and you still might want to die that may not be good enough for you, and so you're just like, nah, I'm, I think I'll die anyway. You know, I, I'd rather not be here. And personally, that's that's a little, little spooky, little scary. I mean, is anybody not at all seeing bit of a bit bit of a problem with the ideas of doing this to anybody? Anybody? Anybody in the back? Anybody? No? Okay. I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to sit around and say that assisted suicide shouldn't be a thing if people really want it, but I think it should be for mainly really, like, extreme cases. And I get that this person is really in a lot of, like, suffering, but I, I still don't see why you can't continue living. I mean, you're blind in one eye is diabetic. I'm pretty sure there's some definite life changes that could have been made. And that it really seems like even before sort of this eye thing, I think you're just destined to be a loser living in a basement and just never going anywhere. I mean, was a literal stunner. I'm going to guess it's probably a large person. Probably doesn't get much exercise, get outdoors a lot, and doesn't seem like they have a lot of friends. It just seems like a very shut-in person who really didn't try at all in life to begin with. It seems like. To me, anyway. Just seems a little bit... Little, little bit like a person who... I guess really never tried on life to begin with, I guess. But I don't know the full situation of the person, so of course I can't obviously say too much. Well, to end today, so, of course, the astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson is calling Tom Cruise's stunts in Top Gun Maverick an impossible mission. Obviously, the sequel of Top Gun, with Cruise reprising his role as a Navy pilot, hit, uh, hit Mach 10.5 before and having to eject from the cockpit. Or cockpit. Of course, Tyson uh, took to Twitter to point out that Maverick would splatter immediately after leaving the plane. Late to the party, but in this year's Top Gun, Tom Cruise's character, Maverick, ejects from a hypersonic plane at Mach 10.5 before it crashed. He survived with no injuries. At that airspeed, his body would splatter like a chainmail glove, swatting a worm. At supersonic, supersonic speeds, air cannot smoothly Part, uh, part for you, you must pierce it, which largely accounts for the difference in fuselage lines between subsonic and supersonic planes. For this reason, the air on your body ejecting at those speeds might as well be a brick wall. When ejecting, he was going 7,000 miles per hour, giving him 4 million joules of kinetic energy, the power of 100 kg of TNT. A situation that the human psychology is not designed to survive. So no, Maverick does not walk away from this. He be dead. Very dead. Last part of the mission, Tyson wrote the dangerously fly under the radar through a narrow winding canyon to destroy a target, avoiding multiple banks to the surface to air missiles, 
but why not take out the missile banks? Could they fly without daredevil maneuvers? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean... Not gonna say too much. I mean, of course, in in the movie, I mean, the director and cinematographer filmed over 813 hours of aerial footage with the actors led by crews really performing their death-defying stunts. So, who really overall knows what could have... Well, yeah, I mean, seriously, talk about some absolute scary thoughts. Getting hit by a brick wall of air? Now, that, that just sounds absolutely disturbing and scary all at the same time. Ouch. Ouch is all I've got to say to that. Well, anyway, that is going to do it for today's, for the Wednesday edition of the program. Of course, if you have and you'd like to help out support, uh, and support people down in Florida from Hurricane Ian, Mercury1.org is your place to do so. They're the only charity I trust. Plus, my main and true social accounts are down below, plus the program ones. As well as my news list over on Twitter, very good place to go read up on news, as well as everything else that is used for today's episode, as well as all down below. Of course, I'd like to thank you so very much for listening and tuning in to today's program, and of course, I'll see you all tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the show. See ya.